else up. Jax. Starting on a low note. All right. Jax, settle down. Chosen this exact moment to attack his tiny morsels of food that he brought in here <laughs> last night. Those have been sitting there all day. Right as we right hit now. play. Needs dad's attention. Needs to get That's his air time. That's the moment then. to Whoop, eat the shit. tiny morsels. Way to go. Way to, way to screw that up. Uh, screwed up. Can't even open a beer bottle. I'm yeah. frazzled. Love you. Love you. Love you. Are you just anxious because you're getting old? I am. Brett just turned 29 when you guys are listening to this. Oh, about that? No, I'm happy. One step closer to the grave, baby. Let's do this shit. (laughs) Brett's birthday was this past weekend as you guys were listening to this. Hell yeah. And you know what I did the next day? Went right back to work, baby. (laughs) It never stopped. You got your birthday off. I did, and only my birthday off. And as in the real timeline that we're currently living in that hasn't occurred yet. I don't know what we did that day. (laughs) (laughs) Probably got day drunk. Probably. Uh, Ate some terrible food. Probably. And uh, fell asleep on the couch at 7.30. Probably had brownies and ice cream. No, we're going to record a podcast on the birthday. Oh, yeah, That's going to be Friday's episode if you're listening. So, yeah, day drunk and podcast. So we're we're both in the present and in the past today. Oh, my God. Well, (laughs) you see... Time is not linear, Kristen Pennington. We're no. all technically living in the past, the present, and the future okay. of both ourselves and of the all-seeing eye. Good to know. Welcome to the Nightmare Box, presenting Mistakes Were Made. Clink. Clink. It <laughs> <laughs> was the quietest clink. Okay. We are off to a rocky fucking roll. Why didn't the all-seeing eye tell me to pick a different movie? <sighs> I don't know, but it didn't. And we watched it for a reason. Uh, and this is another edition of the two, 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 star, 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 two, 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 days, days, days. My name is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the, like, you can tell by looking at her visually, physically. I don't, I don't know the adjective that would go there. My brain is mush. Kristen Pennington. <laughs> the game changer, because we're game doing changer. this show different. Yep, Kristen had an idea for the Two Star Tuesdays that we'd mess around with the formatting a little bit. So we're going to give it a shot. We're going to see how it goes off. Um, but to be honest with you, I don't even know the name of this film because my normal sheet of paper is not in front of me with all of my information. So Kristen, <laughs> row, row, row this motherfucking boat. What movie are we watching? We are doing 2016's yeah. Cabin Fever. Apparently a very important distinction. Yes. <laughs> so um, part of the reason we're changing the format is we watched this film yesterday. And yeah. Brett had no time to make any show notes of any kind. <laughs> and... Um, I wanted to give it a go. If it crashes and burns, we'll go back to our normal lists of goods and bads and kind of, you know, see how that works. Mm -hmm. But uh, I wanted to give it a go and see if instead of having lists of goods and bads, we had talking points about the movie and kind of intermix the goods and bads and what we thought about the movie as a whole. Can I get one of my concerns right off the bat? Sure. Uh, We're going to trash the fuck out of this because I don't have a list of good things. It'll be all right. I mean, it wasn't a great movie. Normally we go in with a list of at least 10 good things and at least 10 bad things. And so, you know, <laughs> so you have something nice Now it's say. all intermingled. I'm going to get hammered, forget that I'm supposed to play nice, but it'll be fun. So for the first time, be fun. first time ever, 
Yeah, like Brett said, we don't have a list of goods, so that could get a little hairy. But Brett and I have the exact same show notes. Oh my god. This has never happened before. We both know what the other person's going to talk about <laughs> to some extent. Yeah, look behind the curtain. We're trying to make it more of a conversational thing than mm-hmm. a batting it back and forth kind mm-hmm. of deal. So we're going to give it a shot. We might give this an attempt two or three times. If it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, we know how the old one went. You guys could let us know, maybe. You could maybe reach out to us uh, via any of our plugs. Send us an email. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, important distinction. This is 2016's Cabin Fever. And if that sounds familiar, the reason it's an important distinction is there's a 2002 movie there called is. The Exact Same Thing. Which I was adamant about right before we started the film. I was like, I know that there is a successful Cabin Fever, and this does not look like it. <laughs> so, uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about this movie, and then we'll get into why. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might sound familiar to you. <laughs> so the movie that we watched, the 2016 version, has a Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 0%. Big fat egg. Not 0% of the critics rated it. The critics gave it a 0%, <laughs> which is a pretty rare score on Rotten Tomatoes. So congratulations. Which one did we do recently that had the 0%? Um, it didn't come out. It's the lost episode. I think that Bank Vault movie, The Vault. Yeah, maybe. I think that was a zero as well, which maybe. is why we picked it. Because we were like, James Franco and no score? It was either that or something super low. Yeah. And we've done a couple in the past that just didn't have a critic score. Yeah. Which this is, one is yeah. legit a zero. We wanted to write you and tell you no. <laughs> <laughs> um, the audience score is a whopping 12%. God damn right. And the IMDb, I think, might be a little generous. It's a 3.7. <laughs> So, it's super generous. That's more than a 50%. <laughs> I don't understand fractions, but I think that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, because the IMDb rating is up to 10, so it's about a 30 Oh, I thought it was percent. out of 5. Mm-mm, it's up to 10, oh, okay. so yeah, it's about a 30-ish percent rating. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, Not good at percentages either. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you think this movie sounds familiar, it's because it's a fucking remake. From a 2002 movie. So they didn't sit on it that long before somebody thought, I can do this better. Is it an incredible remake, like Rob Zombie's remake Ooh, of the uh, Incredible not, Halloween? It is not. So this movie was executive produced by Eli Roth. Hell yeah. Who made the original. And made Hostel. Yes, and, and made Hostel. Get a lot more fame off Hostel, because holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the original Cabin Fever, which only came out in 2002. Had a Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 62%. Yep. An audience score of 44%, so still below our two-star rating, but... It's your average, you know, uh, Eli Roth film. Yeah. Uh, An IMDb score of 5.7, so above 50% on that. This is where we get to the fun stuff, though. So... How did this man wind up driving this boat? (laughs) Cabin Fever 2002... Had a box office score of thirty point five million. Two thousand sixteen only made thirty nine thousand sixty five. <laughs> Little bit of a difference. I love specific numbers. I've said it once. I've said it twice. I'll say it a hundred fucking times. When, when they're like and sixty five, like, like nobody even bothered to pocket that and give it a nice even number. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, distinction about the original movie being better, because this is the thing we usually talk about being a negative. Eli Roth, uh, he had a co-writer. I didn't write that person's name down, but he both wrote and directed the 2002 version. Oh, really? He was was one of the writers on this story. Sweet. Um, 
and again, since the original story was his, he is technically the writer for this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they reworked it. So he uh, probably made 30000 of that 37000 <laughs> <laughs> So technically, Eli Roth is also the writer on this one yeah. and his co-writer. Um, Travis Zarwini? Zar- I'm, Travis I'm happy Z. you're trying to say it. Yep. Travis Z is what he goes by, but, but yeah, it's like Zar- mm-hmm. Zarwini? I don't know. Um, he's the director of the 2016 version. He didn't do anything of any distinction that I recognize. He's an early guy, then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he got a name like Weenie after a Z. He like, goes by Travis Z. That's a good move. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so people don't come on a podcast and call him Mr. Weenie. Apparently... Uh, I think in this screenplay, they changed a couple of things, cut out some things that were in the original screenplay, changed the cop character to a female character, and um, in their shot-for-shot remakes, basically just flipped the screen. So if the characters in the original were on the right side of the screen, they're now on the left side of the screen. And I've only seen that done once, and it's in the remake of Psycho with Vince Vaughn, which, if you seen Psycho, no need to watch the remake because it is an exact shot-for-shot remake of mm-hmm. Psycho, just in color. And I, I weirdly don't like it as much because it's in color. Yeah, you lose all the effects. Like the blood going down the drain it is in such stark contrast to the rest of the bathroom when it's in black and white and doesn't really work when you've got like the yellows and the green tinting and mm-hmm. all of that. And not not to totally shit on remakes, not that they've never been done well. They're definitely very been, rarely. I mean, there have definitely been remakes before that have come out better than the original. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's not a common thing. So I think if you're gonna make a movie, maybe just make your own movie. Yeah, and if you're gonna do a remake, do a remake from like thirty years ago. Don't do a remake from something that dropped ten years before yours. I don't think you do a remake at all because. No matter how old it is, people are going to be like, but the original. Well, my argument is always going to be, you know, Zombie's version of Halloween. I'm not saying Zombie's the greatest director that's ever lived, but what he did with that character, you know, it it expanded Michael's legacy by giving us those scenes inside the hospital. And I will say, I think, because we watched the Texas Chainsaw original together semi-recently, I will say, I think the more modern versions... uh, definitely creepier because it is so much more graphic Mm -hmm. and even i don't think i've ever actually watched the original last house you've shown me a bunch of clips of it but i've seen the remake of last house on the left yeah and it's graphic enough that it freaked me out quite a bit Uh, the the, the (laughs) original last house on the left is how i came across the or the the sequel the remake i'm sorry i just got off work to deal (laughs) with me i'm still getting my beers in me um yeah, the remake of Last House is how I found the original Last House because I was a kid when I, mm. you know the remake came out. And I was like, that's fucked up. How they killed you. that dude with a microwave. And then I uh, went to Blockbuster, I think it was, and I found the original, you know, D- or not the original DVD, but I found the original film on DVD. And uh, I got that. And I took that home. And I was like, that's a lot more fucked <laughs> up than a microwave. She lives in the remake, doesn't she? She survives and goes to the house and then she's in the house yeah. with the killers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she dies in the original. There is no happy ending. The parents go batshit, the mom bites a dude's dick off. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> Wes Craven was fucked up and this was his original Kruger. <laughs> the it bad guy's a, name is Krug. It is a 
pretty graphic film. Anyway, <laughs> that's not the film we're talking about today. I wish though. we could. Can we do a whole episode no. for my birthday? Maybe for your birthday. Okay. No, your birthday is not a two-star episode. Well, well, we, well then we'll episode. just do a... We'll I watch Last Maybe. House. Maybe. Okay. But, okay, this is probably the most interesting trivia piece of all. You're going to be amused. Uh, the production company for... Uh, the 2016 Cabin Fever is Armory Films. It was distributed by IFC Midnight. Mm-hmm. I didn't check to see what all they've distributed, but Armory Films is the same production company that made Zombievers. No shit. Yeah. They they got yeah. so much better with their <laughs> with their dead animal characters. Like the dog in this movie looks so much better than yeah. those old zombies, and that's it. At least Zombievers knew it was a piece of shit. No, but I told you when we were watching it, there was that one character that they run into at the gas station, and he's like, you know, you kids be careful out there. I was like, yeah. this is the old dude from Zombievers that's like, <laughs> we're all hunting for beavers out here. <laughs> kids should put some clothes it's on. The exact same shit. This is the same fucking. It's not the same actor, but it's the same character. Some clothes on. <laughs> God bless Armory Films. Yeah. Not for this, but for giving me zombie beavers because it established our relationship. <laughs> now we're getting married as soon as the fucking epidemic or pandemic or apocalypse ends. <laughs> so, characters and then synopsis? It, 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 you're running the show, Kristen Pennington. I am unaware of what we're doing here except for this piece of paper I have in front of me. Um, I didn't write down any of the actors' names because honestly I didn't recognize any of them and I yeah. don't know that even... I think there was like one or two that had been like in an episode of Grey's Anatomy or something random like that but it was like they had been in a episode. That's the so. move for these kind of films though. Like if you're going to do teenagers isolated in the woods you can't have like... Recognizable. Yeah, you can't have Johnny Depp in that film because everybody's going to be like what the fuck that's Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I don't know who any of these actors are. Sorry guys, um, but uh, they're not terribly distinguishable in the movie either. So I'm just gonna kind I'm of. I'm happy you wrote their names down. <laughs> like I don't even remember some of these dudes. <laughs> yeah, I I wrote on Brett's list, which I did kind of the same thing on mine, but Brett's is a little more detailed because I made mo- both my and Brett's notes. I wrote how they died because I figured that would be how you would remember yeah. them. <laughs> I'd be like, oh yeah, that dude. That one. I saw one chick's titties like 15 times. That was Marcy. Yep. That's the first character. There you go. I've introduced you. <laughs> so um, there's what I'm assuming is a couple. We're led to definitely think she that they're a couple. She was the main character? I don't think anybody was really a main. Oh, she was the top of the list. So I assumed that they were the power couple. And I was like, they made the whore the power couple? They were the only two that were technically like a couple couple that like they kind of established. I don't know if they were literally boyfriend and girlfriend, but they were like with each other from the beginning of the movie. So there's Marcy. She's the brunette of the two girl characters in Mm -hmm. this movie. She is the one, if you've watched this movie, spoiler alert if you haven't, who has the bloody bath scene. Yeah. So if you need help kind of identifying who these people are, that's her. Um, <laughs> Jeff is what I'm assuming is her boyfriend. He's the one who storms off in a little that's temper me, tantrum. by the way. <laughs> storms off in a temper tantrum and goes and drinks alone. The whole time. He's like, is there beer? Is there going to be beer? Can we find beer? And the second shit went down, he's like, yep. Uh, the water's poisoning you guys. I'm going to go get hammered in the shed. <laughs> well, he didn't know it was the water. He was just like, fuck it, I'm yeah, going to go drink no, in the that, shed. That's what I'm saying. The second that fight broke out in the house, I'd have been like, well, you guys have fun. I came out here to get hammered. I'm going to go do that in the shed. <laughs> so, yeah, they're a couple-ish. Then there's Karen, who is the blonde chick who gets sick first. She's the one who spends mm-hmm. most of the movie in the shed. Yeah. Um, 
Paul is the guy. The that, other shed, right? Yeah, the shed that's immediately outside the cabin. Uh, Jeff storms off to some like random the boat shed. house or some yeah, shit it's like, like that. some yeah. random shed off somewhere else. Second shop, second shed. <laughs> Gotta have shed one and shed two. <laughs> Important distinctions. Um, Paul is the dude who gets bitten the first time. Yeah, by the kid. Yeah, because two characters get bitten in this film, so that's a little redundant. But Paul's the one who gets <laughs> bitten first, and he's also the one that wants to bang Karen. They have that little make-out yeah. scene on the dock and go for a little swim. And then Bert is the gun-toting idiot. <laughs> I got lots of shit to say about Bert. <laughs> I, how many times did I pause the movie and be like, what is he doing? He just flagged his whole team. His hand is underneath the vertical grip. It's called a grip because <laughs> you're supposed to grip it. That gun is not a machine gun. Why did they make it a machine gun? Why is that woman the only one who knows how to shoot the gun? Who's the woman, Kristen Pennington, who knows how to shoot the gun? Uh, I think that was Marcy. Oh, there you go. Yeah. No, it wasn't Marcy. Yeah, it was. It was definitely Marcy. Was there not a third girl? No. There was the cop. That's Winston. Sexy stripper cop. I, I Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we have a couple of random side I characters. I was introducing the next character no. and actually being productive with my rant. Okay. Yeah, way to sidetrack it. We have I don't know of, the format. <laughs> we have a couple of random side characters, too. I didn't write them down on my character list. I did for Brett, though. So, there's uh, Winston, who's the female cop. Yep. There's Grim and his dog, Dr. Mom- Mambo. Mambo. Um, the hobo who I think his name might have been Vincent, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. But there was like a hilarious line that I wish I had written down where they were like something about, oh God, we burned Uncle Vincent alive or something. I can't remember what the line was. I didn't write it down, but it cracked me up. Or don't, don't tell her we burned Vincent or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was funny. I think his name might have been Vincent, but I have him listed as hobo because they just have him listed as like a hillbilly or something yeah, yeah, yeah. in like the Wikipedia. They don't have him named. Forget all about them. Yeah. We killed Uncle Winston. <laughs> yeah. So, um. And your last side character is the kid. Oh, yeah. His you name have is a Dennis. whole joke written up. His name is Dennis, I think. And apparently, in yeah. the original film, he, uh, in, in this film as well, the only line he says is he says the name of the dog, Pancakes. Hmm. And that's true in both films. Like in the original film, that's the only time the kid talks. And in this film, he also says the exact same thing. I wonder if he's related to Eli Roth. Like he (laughs) might be his son. And he's like, I'm going to have my son in this hypergraphic film. Just go out there and say pancakes, kid. I don't think it was the same actor. Um, Oh, I thought that's what you meant. No, it's the the, the character. character yeah. yeah, all he says is just pancakes. Which, speaking of pancakes, plot summary. I learned this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I learned this as I was making the notes today because I could not for the life of me figure out who the fucking hobo was. Mm-hmm. I was like, who is Vincent or whoever this dude was? And why is he stumbling around flesh rotting in the woods? So, pancakes, at the very beginning of the film is the dog that's dead on the ground and splits open when the dude touches him. Oh, yeah. That's the hobo. That's the hobo the... is the one who touches the dog and it explodes on him, and that's why he's stumbling around in the woods all infected. Oh, because then he would have had to wash himself in the lake. I don't know. I think the infected blood contaminates you, too. But the, the, 
innocuous scene at the beginning of the movie where that's a the dog, hobo. Yeah, where a dog explodes on a random character we've never met. That's the hobo. That might have been fully fleshed out in the film. We paused this like 20 times in the first five minutes going, what the fuck are they trying well, to do? Well, you don't know the character yeah. and they don't make any effort to really establish him later. So They don't totally establish fucking it. anybody. That's totally the big it. goddamn issue here. And it's a We're big not, goddamn issue. To nothing what? bads yet. We, we don't have bads. We're supposed to have authentic We're conversations and I've got notes of topics we're i was jumping summers. into the next topic. no we're doing summaries <laughs> do the summary a bunch of shitheads went out in the woods and then their yeah. flesh started falling off their bodies so these characters but no in case you missed that because i totally missed it the weird scene at the beginning where a dog explodes on a dude he's the hobo yeah who then infects no one else in the film so i don't know why that's relevant <laughs> they just because we needed an exploding yeah dog. they just we had a fire extinguisher as we learned on the last episode about blood guns yeah there you go so uh yeah they they drink the water and get infected and and the townspeople lose their shit and chase them down and one by one they all die so that's the movie <laughs> that's the movie who are they we don't know. Did you forget their names already? I sure as shit did. I'm just going to keep referring to them as shithead one, two, and three. Cause <laughs> no, I, I gave you a list. I'm going to try to refer to the list. But what the fuck is going on with these characters? I, I hate to start on a bad note, but I don't have goods and bads. What, what the fuck is going on with these guys? They show up. They don't seem to like each other on the drive there. There's like a dude who almost shoots his friend in absolutely no fucking yeah. reaction. Like... <laughs> At no point did these guys seem to like each other, and then they just seemed to hate each other. Nobody was a leader in this group. Yeah. Nobody, you know, had a master plan. They just let this dude shoot the tires out of their escape vehicle. Yeah, no, these characters are so weirdly conflicting, which this will come up to when we get to plot um, here in a little bit. But, like, first of all, we never establish who any of these characters really are. No. So... I don't really know for sure if Marcy and Jeff are dating or if they're just banging or what the deal is with the two of them. They're just constantly the two hooking up, so I assume they must be dating. Yeah. And then the only two characters that we take any time to be like, oh, that's kind of a cute moment are Karen and Paul because they have that little moment on the dock where they're making out and will they, won't they, and he's been wanting to hook up with her since eighth grade or some bullshit. And then she's the first one who gets sick, and he's immediately like, well, I'm going to go bang Marcy. Yeah, well, go fuck that, bitch. <laughs> That's how overrated pussy is in isolation. <laughs> yeah, and like... The only character that's kind of, sort of, slightly interesting just because he's so fucking stupid is Bert. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's out there in the woods, like, fake throwing grenades and, like, He's shooting. pissing me off with his gun because I am a gun fanatic. My my best friends are all gun mm-hmm. fanatics. My, my degenerates, if you're out there and you're listening, you know, by any off chance this far into this episode because you watch this movie and you're that drunk this early. We went off to my buddy's wedding and... Everybody was packing heat. Everybody was drunk. We were responsible. When we realized that we were drunk and we still had our sidearms, we went back to our respective cabins. We locked those fucking things away. However, before we realized that we were supposed to do that, Kristen went meandering off into the fucking woods, and I became convinced. I'm not saying... You told me to go get my jacket. (laughs) Yeah. She went meandering off into the woods. I had an anxiety attack because I was in a room full of people, and I didn't have Kristen. Kristen saves me from anxiety attacks. (laughs) So I gathered up a couple of my degenerates, and we went and looked for Kristen. And 
at that point, I was like, guys, it's probably time we put the guns away. Because we just fucking walked out of a wedding armed to the goddamn teeth to go find my girlfriend. <laughs> and if we didn't do that, she could have been raped to death and she wouldn't be marrying me. Oh, yes. Well, thank God that didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> but that's the one thing that bothered me about him is he's a degenerate shithead with a firearm. He gives bad name to AR owners, and I'm, I'm sure that was kind of their point, oh, you yeah. know. Well, I, I like, though, and that's kind of... Don't kinda... do that with your guns, family and friend. <laughs> don't, don't automate them into machine guns, first off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing that I like about this character, and that's one thing that I think this movie could have got right if they'd pushed it a bit more, is we establish pretty much right away that this is not a responsible gun owner, that yeah. he's a guy who plays a lot of video games. He's a kid. And, yeah, <laughs> and thinks he knows some shit, so he's out in the woods, like, just firing shit. He's like, oh, that's cool. And then he's fake-throwing grenades yeah. and, like, pouring gasoline and lighting fires and just abandoning those fires, even though there's no, like, stone around yeah. them to help and contain them. And he starts them. the film by accidentally shooting a man in the fucking woods. Yeah, and he walks away and leaves that dude there. Cold-blooded. Walks back to the cabin. He's like, nothing happened. <laughs> and then you have that moment later on after they've burned the hobo alive where he's joking with the marshmallow that's on fire and he's like, oh, look at me. <laughs> and like, it's this kind of funny moment where since the movie is kind of supposed to be about them all being suspicious of each other yeah. where we have like kind of a weird... Subtle establishment that this character is a bit of a psychopath. Yeah. But it's never really... a little really, off. Yeah, it's never really fleshed out. Like, he takes the car and abandons his friends, but, like, his death is so quick I and, forgot that he did that. Yeah. He runs off with the car, and, like, he's the one who gets bit the second time. Did so they like, change the tire? Yeah, he changes the tire while the dog's, like... It cannot be underestimated or, like overestimated how much beer I drank in the watching of this film. <laughs> yeah, so he's weirdly also the mechanic in this movie. He changes the tire and then figures out what's wrong with the engine of the car. That's right, because they're explaining it, and I was like, he's a conflicted character, which a lot of these guys are conflicted characters. Like, your leaders don't make sense. Like, your jock doesn't make sense. The stripper cop, for fuck's sake. Like, they hire a porn actress or some shit to, like, waltz in the room and be like, hey, boys! You know? <laughs> That's my sexy girl, <laughs> <laughs> it's also, you know, a Hasidic Jew no, who, I, I who like, might be homosexual at a gas station. I hey, love, I like the quirky characters in this movie, and I feel like that's the only part character-wise that they got right. Like, the main characters are so flat yeah. that Bert automatically becomes compelling because he's an idiot with a gun. Yeah, and hilarious. Like, a bit of a psychopath, but it's never, like I said, really fleshed out because... He comes back to the cabin and immediately gets shot in the head by the townsfolk that chased him down. Um, yeah, because he... Yeah, you're looking at me weird. No, so remember he gets... You don't remember because you were drunk. Bert got <laughs> shot in the face? Yeah, so he goes... He steals the car, drives to town, and the kid bites him, and that pisses off the guys that run the gas station. That's right, yeah. And, and then so the gas station guys turn against him. They chase him, him yeah. down, and when the car breaks down, he gets out and runs through yeah. the woods back to the cabin, and he's trying to tell his friend they're coming for him, and then they shoot him yeah, in the face. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, so he has such a, like, Then they're lame... in, like, a weird standoff with the gas station people, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he has such a lame death for being, like, the character that's kind of, like, the crazy self-serving character. It's like, oh, come on. Like, we couldn't have had more of his, like, psychotic <laughs> behavior. Couldn't have gone down like Scarface just spun around with that AR like not today cocksuckers yeah. and like Winston the cop and um the hobo not the hobo well I guess yeah the hobo is kind of cool too but he he goes down a blazing glory that's kind of a neat death mm -hmm. um Grimm a literal blaze 
Grim, who just <laughs> randomly shows up with the fucking dog. And then Pig Lady. They're the, like, four most interesting characters. You know what my favorite part about Grim was? Yeah, uh, How hard that they tried to explain. No, Grim. Like the Grim Reaper. Reaper. <laughs> like, he was such an interesting dude when he showed up at the party. He's like, I've got a pound of weed on me right now. And, the and then only... he, he rolls out one joint. And for all of my people out there who've never smoked marijuana, which is a thing that I would never do. Never smoke never. weed. It might ruin your life. It won't lead you to any sort of, you know... Uh, feelings about yourself that might develop you as a human being. It, it just makes you eat nachos. Um, eat nachos. <laughs> my favorite part about him was that he just like rolled up and he had weed. And I was like, he's going to get everybody high. And he rolls one joint, hands it to five people out of a pound of pot. Doesn't even like give them a nugget. He's got nuggets the size of your hand. He doesn't give them anything or sell them anything. <laughs> Gives him one joint and walks the fuck back into the woods. Yeah, and literally the only purpose his character... If you find a dude with a pound of pot in the woods, and he tries to walk away, hit him with a rock and <laughs> take away his weed. Don't, don't take Brett's advice. Don't take Brett's advice at all. But at like, least throw a rock at him. Make him think that he's going to get hit no. with a rock so he gives no. you the weed. But the only purpose that character serves is to introduce the dog that's with him, basically. And then... So that the people open the door later when the hobo shows up because they're like, oh, that's Grim back with the weed. Oh, God, it's a <laughs> melting flesh dude. Like, that's the only purpose. His character it's never shows. It's a strange mountaineer weed, weed dealer we ran yeah. into. Like, his character never shows back up again. We don't know how he died or what happened to him. They just like, oh, he's out there rotting somewhere. <laughs> like He's just died. He's kind of in weird quirky interesting he little character off so cool yeah I, I wish this film was just Bert and the hobo like <laughs> the pig lady and the pig lady the motherfucking pig lady can we yeah can we talk about her for a second because she was straight up like the chick from um it, it, King's book with about the author who gets his fucking the misery oh yeah she that, she's that straight up better but. yeah but she look like an archetype of that you know character and she talked to them like an archetype of that character uh the Hands pig was glass covered in blood yeah the pig was fake as fuck which bugged me and i came up with a proposal last night that you quickly shot down which is we live yeah, in montana no, they slaughter pigs in this bitch we could just buy a pig carcass <laughs> not <laughs> So do you got one that sat out in the sun for but a while like and you can gut it? Short, dumpy little lady, like aggressively tearing the intestines out of a pig. And they're like, we just need a phone. She's like, never mind my problems. Let's get you so a phone. Let's, let's talk to these fucking city boys over here. <laughs> you bunch of bastards freaked out about slaughtering pigs. It's funny how fast she changes, though. She's like, it's rotten. I need new pigs. And then she's just like, oh, yeah, let's go get you a phone. <laughs> it's like, you don't see the problem here? My pigs is infected. Which, real world, the reason why we watch this movie is, I mean, you guys have probably forgot about it by now. It's long gone. Um, but there's this thing that used to be called the coronavirus. And yeah. uh, it used to spread from person to person. And then, like, now it might be spreading from people to animals. Like, mm. there's a dog that tested positive. And um, that's maybe, you know, maybe the makers of this film saw into the future. And did a piss poor job like, of representing my, it? My pigs is rotten. <laughs> oh, you don't give a shit about my problems. 
fine. Wait till it hits New York City. I don't know why I gave it a Atlanta black woman voice. <laughs> Getting a refill. Um, wait, I think while we were in characters, I should probably actually read my own Yeah, I was notes. in character when I was an Atlanta black woman. Just... <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah, okay. So, the bad guys, so we gotta, while we're still talking about characters, we gotta talk about the bad guys. The major, quote, yeah, the major quote-unquote bad guys of this movie are three random jackasses that work at a gas station together that we don't ever get to know until they're chasing down Bert because... Their unruly kid can't quit biting people. Yeah. Like, that's the whole motivation for we have to kill these people is my kid bit you. And he got himself infected when he bit you. You gotta die now. Yeah. And these people know the water's contaminated. And they know that the kid bites people. Yeah. Put the kid in the back room with a coloring book. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) And for some reason, they keep just, like, letting this shit happen. They're like, oh, we gotta kill them before they infect us all. (laughs) He's like, I already lost one kid. Now I'm gonna lose another. It's like, well, maybe stop letting people stay at the cabin. The kid reminded me, and, like, we're gonna get into that eventually, I'm sure, but um, as, like, an homage to Texas Chainsaw, that the little... I can't remember his name. Yeah, the one with the Sawyer, I think is his name. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, That might be the name of the family now that I think about it, but (laughs) who cares? Uh, The little kid with the fucked up teeth. Like, he kind of reminded me about that. It was like a biblical name. I remember that. Yeah, it was like Josiah or... Jebediah. Jebediah. Jebediah Sawyer. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and he, like, simultaneously reminded, which there's a lot of... um, scenes that unnecessarily pay tribute to other movies he reminded me a lot of pet cemetery with mm-hmm. the uh kids that wear the masks especially the in the semi. scene where yeah the, especially in that scene yeah he's like just standing there near the gas station and out of nowhere this deadbeat town where nobody travels through a semi comes barreling by it's like oh come on that was yeah. way too obvious it's like that's a play on like three different movies is that danny darko is that halloween is that you know, yeah and like that very texas chainsaw and they keep going to these other people for help like mm-hmm. very texas chainsaw and I, I for sure like maybe it's for the best i guess that the random pig lady didn't make a comeback because that probably would have been a little too texas chainsaw but at the same time i was like i wanted her to like kind of act like she was gonna save him and then just be like so you're gonna shoot this one and then gut him and fucking feed the village like that would have been the move probably would have been too texas chainsaw though i feel like (laughs) if she had been a bad guy that would have been like very grandpa yeah like i'm irritated that the the bad guys in this movie don't actually have any real motivations. Even, like, Winston is technically, I guess, a bad guy. She shoots them because she's told to shoot them, and she, like, weirdly, suggestively hits on them, and there's no real reason why, and, like... Who did Winston shoot? She shoots the... Oh, I keep forgetting that's the chick. Yeah, that's the cop. Um, she shoots Jeff, the dude who runs off and drinks on his own. He comes back, and he sees the spot on his hand, and she shoots him in the head. Yeah, completely. And then she sabotages Paul. She tells him to go off that direction to find the road and he'll get help. And he, she literally just leads him <laughs> into the woods God and he gets it. lost in the woods. And that's how he dies, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, she's like that psycho cop character in, again, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're kind of pretty, you know, and go that way. Somebody will yeah. help you. Kind and they of don't. playing the baby role, like kind of pulling, I don't, keep bringing them up, but zombies, you know, chain in this where it's like, yeah, just, you know. Can't hire my wife, but we can get this other chick. 
Yeah, and, like, her character doesn't really serve any purpose in this movie, but we really emphasize the scar under her eye for some reason. I have no idea why, and it's like, I want to learn more about her. Yeah. Like, what is going on What happened on to her? her? None of these other people got scars on her eye. Did she find the cure for this She's and then just have an itch? Super into partying for some reason, too. It's like, why is she so into partying? <laughs> like, kind of a creep. I have like, no What's fucking, her deal? I have no idea what's going on here. Yeah, so you had slightly interesting characters and uh, abandoned them too early. And that's the most positive thing I have to say about the characters. We have to watch the original Cabin Fever. I want to see what Eli Roth did with this. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the original working material? It's apparently material. very similar. Yeah, well, that's what bugs me. Is this terrible because it's not Eli Roth? Or is that other one good because it is Eli Roth? Yeah. Like, is the story as fucking retarded? Or is it, you know? Well, like I said, I think apparently they cut out like a good chunk of script in this one so i don't know if like maybe just the missing script is the problem yeah we just need a a a red thread to run us from front to back like the whole arc is just dog shit which is plot is there an arc oh shit that i hit that one arc yeah i hit the next note without even looking at the paper i'm a genius on accident yeah i thought that was like point four i didn't realize that was point two yeah yeah we're we're doing good though we're talking a lot i don't know that we're saying anything positive but (laughs) yeah so like i there's no i feel like anyway clear arc in this story no not at all because they never establish a character so i don't care about any of these characters there's not a quote-unquote hero there's no like defined heavily implied but not defined definitively to give you two deaths you know in a row (laughs) Which is what this film feels like is a bunch of deaths in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But there's no defined, like... Good guy or bad guy? Well, it's what we talk about, right? The only way I can think to explain it is through the same goddamn metaphor we're always talking about, or analogy, whatever. Uh, My brain is dead. Um, Fucking... Like, with zombies. Your zombies need rules. Mm -hmm. This film is... Kind of a zombie film, kind of a, you know, virus film. Yeah. But there is no rule for the hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. Far too fucking long for this movie. But (laughs) there's no defined, this is how you get it, this is how you die. Like... Well, they very, because that was something we talked about when we were watching it, very overtly lay breadcrumbs if the water is poison like yeah when we get to the point everybody drinks water and then there's like an ominous shot to their arm that's about to fall off yeah when we get to the point where he's announcing it's in the water it was like duh we knew that an hour ago so there's like a i guess a bit of a diversion at the beginning when paul or whatever the character's name was gets bit (laughs) (laughs) the one that got bit by the kid yeah that is paul because i have paul dash bitten by kid (laughs) slash lost in woods yeah well that's how he dies (laughs) um so when paul gets bitten by the kid initially there's that kind of like i guess diversion of oh paul's infected now and then it becomes obvious very quickly when um fuck i don't even know these characters names is it karen that's blonde karen is the shed selfie queen so 
when Karen takes a sip of water, it's shot like very suspiciously in close up and you immediately have that moment where it's like, it's the water. Yeah. And the two guys reject the water from the lady. Yeah. And then Karen's of course the first one to get sick. And then we have other moments where other characters kind of interact with the water, but then don't get sick until way later. Like the, man, I'm sorry. Mine's on two pages. And I've lost all these characters' names. The guys that goes drinking in the woods. Guy that um, goes drinking in the wood is Jeff. Okay, so when Jeff goes off by himself, he rinses his mouth with the water. Yeah. And then disappears off into the woods and doesn't get sick until there's a tiny spot on his hand at the tail end of the movie. <laughs> and we don't see Marcy drink the water and for some reason her boobs are rotting off of her body and like all this crazy shit. Like she takes a bath after... They have sex, but she doesn't ingest the water before yeah, but that. she was bleeding before that, right? Because it was in the thighs. No, that's thighs. Karen. That's Karen that does that. She's the first one who gets sick. Her and uh, her and the other dude try to hook up, and that's so. When, when she... did Karen start showing signs? When or they Marcy Marcy start showing signs? When her and uh, Paul have sex for the first time, which is way later into the movie, and he rubs down her back, and there's that that's cool scene. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's that cool scene where you see her, like, skin kind of tearing away when he scrapes down her back. Yeah, guys, uh, just on a sexual notice, there is the right amount for the women out there. There is the right amount and the wrong amount of nails in the back. And, my guys, don't bite the thighs that hard. I've been guilty. I've been guilty. Okay? Not too hard. But they don't show Marcy. I mean, I don't know if maybe she ate at some point off screen and we're just not, we haven't seen that. But like, they don't show Marcy drinking the water. So our first introduction to Marcy being sick sick is that sex scene. And it's like, we shouldn't touch the water though. Yeah. So like you said, there's no clear establishment of the rules. Like Paul got bit and got into the lake with Karen, so I could justify Paul being exposed, and maybe well, because Well, they got he, into the water. <laughs> yeah, and maybe because he <laughs> fucked Marcy, maybe that's the connection there. His semen injected Marcy. It's a sexually with, but, transmitted flesh-eating But there's disease. no, yeah, there's no rules here, so it's like, wait, when did they get sick? And, like, why is that person sicker than the other person who definitely put water in their mouth? So it's yeah. like, it's no... You're treating your audience like they're dumb. You know, like, and you're pretending that you're writing the stand. <laughs> yeah, and then Paul, who went swimming in the lake at the beginning of the movie with Karen, is healthy for way longer into the movie. Yeah. So, it's... I, it's I think it goes to show that beer is going to fix the coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Well, no, he died, too. He got sick, too. He was the last one. But and he got shot in the head. He didn't die from the shit. Well, he had a spot on his hand, so he was going to get it. He was like, oh, my hand itches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like my, my frustration. And the characters don't grow for shit. Yeah, that's my biggest frustration with these characters is that there is no growth at any point. They're all kind of horrible people, and I was rooting for them to die. Yeah. Like, it was like Marcy and Jeff. On each yeah, other. Marcy and Jeff start off as a couple, then Marcy, because I guess nobody else would take their top off, fucks Paul. Well, no. <laughs> Jeff told her he didn't care if she died and stormed off to the woods to go drink by himself. Attaboy Jeff. Stayed so, alive. 
And he was like, fuck you, if you die, you're trying to help Karen, I don't care. And then, like, comes back and he's like, I told you if you helped her, you'd die. Like, he has no fucks to give. Like, he was hammered by the end of the film. Get it going. <laughs> but they're all, like, super self-serving characters. And then Paul's like, I'm going to go get help. And they're like, here, take a flashlight, even though there's a rabid dog in yeah. the woods. And there's a rifle in the living room. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, oh, we're going to keep watch at the shed. And nobody fucking keeps watch at the shed. So the dog gets in the shed. And tries to eat Karen's arm. It's like, they're all just like looking out for number one and they suck at that too. Why is the dog trying to eat already infected people? You'd think you'd be after fresh people. Whatever happened to Mr. Grimm? Did we ever kill Mr. Grimm? Or was Mr. Grimm, his dog got killed and he was just like, fuck this. So they don't show him. Like they they mention in passing he's probably... Did the dog get killed? Yes. I, I, I feel like Paul the dog shoots got shot the dog. To death. Yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul shoots the dog before he shovel faces and lights Karen on fire. Eesh, I forget. I, oh, I love that. That's topic shit. number three, though. Okay, well, we're. Because <laughs> that's the shining glory of this film. <laughs> topic number three. All right. We're not there yet, though. Um, so, yeah, like the, the resolution of this movie is literally the bitch who never had internet accidentally uploads selfies of her zombie. Self being yeah. decapitated. She was like, there's no internet out here. It's going to take longer than usual. No bitch is going to take until you get the internet. It makes no fucking <laughs> sense. This whole movie. Like, there's no, there's no ABC. There's no growth. There's no, even when they're on their deathbeds, the characters aren't like, oh, like, I'm sorry. Let me help yeah. you. Like, they're just like, fuck it. I'm dying. <laughs> Kill like, me. Paul has a whole moment where he's like threatening the cop chick and he's like, you bitch, you tell me how to get out of here. And then he gets out into She's the woods. She's like, I'll suck your dick. And yeah. he's like, okay. He gets out into the woods and he's like, you lied to me. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want you to infect other people. Like, duh. <laughs> Stay six feet apart. Apart? Six feet. Feet. Six trying, feet. <laughs> I was trying to swallow my beer. Six feet apart. <laughs> apart. <laughs> but... Shining glory for this film. If there's gonna be a good for this film, shovel death. The visuals, like four kind of cheesy, bloody effects. I almost want to let you do this whole section while I go smoke a cigarette. Why? You could you could Bill Burr it and I'll shout shit in. You're not having fun. No, I'm having a blast. No. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm, I am gonna switch back to my Bud Light, Bye. however, for the remainder of the show. Hi, Felicia. So yeah, if I'm going to have a good about this movie, hands down, the visuals are king of this movie because the characters aren't particularly interesting or fleshed out. The plot makes no sense whatsoever. And there's no arc in the plot. There's no growth in any of these characters. Like the ending of the movie doesn't even like really give you any kind of satisfaction. So visually, the most interesting thing about this movie is... A, the location's pretty cool. I'm pretty sure it was shot in Oregon, if I'm remembering right. I kept calling it Oregon, so yeah. why not? So the ca- no, I, I did look it up. I'm pretty sure it was Oregon. The cabin was really pretty. The location, I was like, I would vacation there. And the blood and the gore and the death. I literally, during the bath scene, could not watch the bath scene. Yeah, because you saw that razor coming down. And I knew down, what was going to happen. I was like, here we go, baby. Turn this bitch around. I knew it was going to happen. Well, like, this movie got you like five fucking times. Like, oh, on the yeah. jump scares alone. Yeah. Which, uh, Kristen's been with me long enough. I, She knows the rules for the jump scare. She knows what to look out for. Because most of the time, I can go, and a one, and a two, and a... You know, and there were, but on this one, I just kept like, 
like I'd be looking at my beer and you'd be like, BAM! <laughs> and there were a couple of moments in this movie where the jump scares were obvious that they were coming, but I think where this movie got that right is like a lot of the time in other movies when there's jump scares, they kind of give you a moment to breathe and fill the panic with the character. So you're like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, there it is. Boom. And with this Silence. movie, yeah. yeah, with this movie, it'd be like, we'd be doing a random thing and then, oh God, there you are, you know? So like, and it got me literally four times. I yeah. was like, on four separate occasions, I was like trying to sip my beer and then I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so like. There's probably 20, so like four for 20. Not bad. <laughs> not bad. I not mean, like seriously, look. there were. Because normally I give you one. I will allow <laughs> one jump scare, and it has to be the craziest fucking. And I've I've been got by a jump scare. I've I love horror films. I get really into these fucking things. But if I can see it coming, I don't give a shit. And there might have been one or two in here where yeah, I was like, "Oh, that was the cool. cop one that was literally in the trailer." You were like, yeah. "And here we go." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there were a couple in this movie where I was like, "I was not expecting that," to be honest. And like, they weren't necessarily scary. It was just the suddenness of it. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like, okay, I didn't. Well, expect that's how that. you're supposed to use them. Yeah. You're supposed to use them lightly, and it has to be just an immediate, you know, snap of the finger. It can't be. Slow the music down. You're gonna walk down here. You're gonna open and then up we're one crank closet. Crank the volume. Yeah, crank the volume. Open the closet. Nothing happens. Close the closet. It was behind the door. Who would have fucking thunk it? And this one, <laughs> I think in this film, if I'm remembering right, all four of them that got me was literally just like the character would turn around and there would be a person there, mm-hmm. and like you'd be seeing this really innocent scene of the character like. For instance, I mean, it didn't happen during that scene, but he's, like, changing the tire or whatever, and then he just turns around, and the camera pans over real quick, and it's whatever, you know, is supposed to be there is there. So it was just like, oh, we're seeing it from the character's perspective and seeing it at the same time. So I was like, oh, God, like, I didn't expect you to be there. Yeah, no. Like, it it did a lot of things like that very well. I loved the dog for the practical effects shots. There were a couple of CGI shots. It looked a little too over the top. It was a little, the CGI. it was very Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, the CGI shots of the dog were very... Like, the eyes were way too, like, comically defined. And it was very much like the dogs from Resident Evil, yeah. where it's like this thing is bearing into your soul. But the longer shots, where they just used the practical effects, and you could see, like, what looked like chicken fat, like, hanging out of the mm-hmm. hair. I was like, that dog looks it's fucked an up. intimidating-ass <laughs> German Shepherd yeah. about to tear your fucking face off. <laughs> yeah, the dog was legit... Creepy. <laughs> but, like, there were a lot of really cool visual shots. Like, the people, like, the hobo and the, the hobo Karen. getting killed. I, I, I am convinced that that was most of their budget. Was just hiring a guy who was Lighting willing to light himself on fire. on fire. And I was like... what? We don't need to watch it. Chase him. He's on fire. You can see him everywhere he goes. Shoot him, for God's sake. Somebody put this man out of his misery. And they just... They hung that shot for far too long, but that was really cool that mm-hmm. they, you know... I mean, it wasn't cool that they had the option to beat him to death with a baseball bat or shoot him with a fucking AR-15, but they chose to light him on fire. <laughs> like, but that no. was definitely a practical effect. That was yeah. a person in a suit running yeah. down the road but on they, fire. But <laughs> they had to pay for that. It's like, I want somebody on fire, but it's like, you have a gun. Shoot I... him in the chest. Put him on the ground. Put your fucking foot in his throat and shoot him in the forehead. Like, his death aside, too, I actually kind of weirdly liked the scenes where he was in the car and he kept spewing blood on everything because that looked really neat. And then when Karen sneezes or coughs the blood or whatever it is that she does, like, that convincingly looked like a chick 
hacking up a great amount of blood. Uh, all the, at once. the spray? Like, yeah, like I disagree real. with you really? all together. After watching that fire extinguisher video, I, I there, there's no fucking way. That was definitely a hose against a hand, and it was just a. But the way that it was shot, it. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, it was. I mean, over, it wasn't literally it was over, someone. No, it was over the top. It looked yeah. cool, you know. <laughs> I'm not saying she was literally coughing up that much blood. Of course, that wasn't real. But I'm just saying it looked convincing yeah. enough that I was like, oh, like that wasn't stupid. And like the the hobo that kept like, because you only saw it from the outside of the car, kept spewing blood all over the windshield. So you sick. just see the blood splat on the windshield. Yeah. Which there's no way in hell they got that car as clean as they did. That's... No, the the big uh, continuity error yeah, here they... is during the car wash scene, they washed off none of the blood. They kept looking at the blood stain and then cleaning the clean part of the car. And I was like, and he's not later, getting anywhere with this. <laughs> later, there's not any blood residue of any kind in any crack in the window. It's like, come on, there would have been blood in the cracks. Like, I'm not buying yeah. that. But uh, we'll outside see. of that, should have uh, shot that guy through the windshield if they were going to do all that damage to and why the would windshield. Why tire too? That's just so stupid. He's an idiot. He was yeah. established as an idiot. Let's just give him the idiot role. What's your favorite death? Shovel face. Really? I don't know. I can't. I can't really remember them, and they're on the other side of my papal. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe the beers caught me. Um. <laughs> Shovel face was definitely the weirdest. Shovel face was the weirdest because it's like her throat is four inches lower and you could have just decapitated <laughs> is, this bitch yeah. and you just stuck a fucking shovel in her mouth. And the, not even deep enough to sever the spinal cord. Yeah. So she's just smiling at you like the Joker the whole time yeah. she dies. I was thinking of the kids from Canada and South Park. Her yeah, yeah she's looking like the Canadians. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie yet, um, we've already Karen. ruined it for you. Yeah. No, I'm, this is not a spoiler. Karen, the the chick who spends all the time in the shed, uh, Paul, I think it is, who was the one that was like into her and liked her, goes to Mercy Killer, and she is begging him to, to kill her to die. So this isn't like he sneaks up on her and accidentally fucks this up. She's like, please, for the love of God, kill me. He tries to shoot her. Turns out the gun's not out of bullets, the fucking safety's on. Yeah, can't figure that out. Yeah. If you're ever looking at an AR-15 and you're going, how do I know if the safety's on? If you look on the left-hand side of the weapon, there is a three-part dial. One says safe. Yeah. <laughs> Get it off of that shit and rock and roll. And he figures out shortly after this that the safety was on, so that kind of makes this like all that much more cruel, because it's like, oh God, he could have just shot her. Yeah. He ta- She's laying on a mattress on the floor, immobile, begging him to kill her. He takes a shovel, and instead of, <laughs> like Brett said, aiming at the neck... My first move, if I'm trying to do that, whack a motherfucker in the head knock with him it. Out. Knock him the fuck knock out. Knock him out. So they're not moving, and then put that little pointy point... In the throat and step on that yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah, that would have made so much more sense. And instead, what he does is he shovels her in the mouth, which how the fuck did he get that precise of a name? It looked... But he was pretty close. Pretty looked, close. He just, you know, maybe ricocheted off the chin, knocked out her fucking bottom row of teeth, and took the top half of her head halfway off. I'll give him visually, however they did it, it looks pretty crazy. It I mean, was it pretty a sick. Che- it looked a little cheesy, but it was also a little yeah. crazy, because she's like, try again. And like hacking up blood, and he like 
Goes to pick it's up like the I shovel. I can't hear you, love. I took your tongue off with that last <laughs> swipe. You're just going to bleed to death through your cheeks. He, he goes to pick up the shovel, and he's like, nah, I can't do it, and tosses the shovel <laughs> aside. And this is the girl he's been wanting to get with for like a decade. Yeah, now she's halfway to dead. Yeah, this is the girl that he cares about. He still can't have the decency to knock her out. What he does is he pours gasoline on her, and then, while he's doing that, she's like, no, yeah. no, because she Please knows. just choke me to death. Yeah. You're a grown-ass man. Yeah. Punch me in the face until I stop moving. <laughs> yeah, because she knows he's about to light that bitch on fire, and that's not how she wants to go out. He lights her on fire, closes the door, and walks away, and all we hear in the background is her screaming. Yeah. Like, he, like, at no point was like, maybe I should give her a, a more gentle way out, like, knock her out before I burn her alive. Choke her? Yeah. If like, you're ever, like, I, I get, you know, being like a men's, like, women's activist or whatever, you know, where you're out there, you're like, I believe in women's rights. And I, I, I'm very familiar with domestic violence. Don't hurt women. But if you're going to roll up and you got to take out this lady for dying of a, you know, hardcore skin disease and you agree that you're going to murder her and you already chopped half her fucking face off... Put that bitch in a chokehold before you light her on fire. I feel like just finish the job with the shovel. Like what I thought he was going to do initially before he picked up the shovel was just smash her head in with the butt of the gun. Yeah. Like that's what I thought he was going to do. That's move number two if you can't figure out the safety. Maybe think about the safety. Yeah, like if he's... Charge the weapon. Uh, The fucking gun nut did that like 15 times. He's just shooting shells off all around the world, charging his (laughs) rifle. (laughs) Already shoveled her once already. If you don't have the spine to take the sharp end of the shovel, at least turn it flat and just start smashing her face. (laughs) Like that would have been... Call it good. She's going to be out like that, and then you just got to keep doing that until she stops twitching. Yeah, that would have been a way more merciful death than burning her alive, and she is literally begging him not to do it. God. And the lights are on fucking fire. That's my favorite one. What's your favorite one? The bloodbath. The bloodbath was your move? I, I think just because it actually freaked me out the a shaving. bit. shaving? Yeah, so she goes into the bathtub and her back is uh, Marcy goes in to take a bath. And dumbest fuck character moment in the whole film. Her back is like legit starting to flake flesh off at this point. And she decides the move in that moment is to shave her legs. Not to break up with the guy with his fingernails being long enough to do that. Well, I think if you... Date an anxious guy. We've got no fingernails. She'll just feel the nubs of our fingers running across her. Well, I think if them... Like, it's an accepted fact at this point in the movie because Karen has been slowly rotting away the whole movie... That the disease is a flesh-eating disease. Your flesh is rotting off of your body. And if you are recognizing, I have this flesh-eating disease, why would you take a blade to your flesh? Not a good move. So... You showed up shaved that morning. You've already had sex with that man. Shave in the morning, sweetheart. day two. She might have been a little stubbly. Because they... Shave in the morning. Slept and cleaned the car and all that. You guys are sleeping in a cabin. (laughs) He'll understand. But, like, I... Her boyfriend had already left her, and the dude she had fucked was not... I, I mean, that was an awkward fuck. So, it was, who are you shaving for? Like, shaving for yourself with your rotting flesh back? And, like, 
I couldn't watch it. I had to cover my yeah. eyes because I was like, I'm not doing that. I knew she was going to rip off a layer of skin on her leg. I don't know if it looked cool or not because I could not watch it. <laughs> the immediate afterwards, though, where the entire bath is full of blood was pretty cool. And, like, yeah. you get this overhead shot of just from her back, like, looking down at the water and the entire bath is, like, full of full, blood. Yeah. That was a pretty cool shot. Her stumbling out of the house later and her nipples are now gone and her crotch is bleeding. So what were you doing? It's like, yeah, I was in the middle of shaving my legs. My flesh came off. Then I tweezed my nipples until they popped off my body. Yeah, it was weird. Fingered my pussy until it no longer worked. Why can't be so vulgar? It was weird. Uh, We were here now. She stumbles (laughs) out of the house, still naked. She doesn't put on any clothes, which I get at that point. She's probably a little traumatized, but she no longer has any nipples. I don't think... She had much of a lady parts left because all that was bloody too. And like she stumbles onto the ground and there's this cool face off between her and the dog. And then the dog definitely eats her alive. And that was neat-ish, I guess. But that whole sequence in the bath did actually kind of turn my stomach. So I will give them credit for that. I had a moment where I was like, not watching that. Kristen's favorite death. Just because it was so, I like I. Yeah, it it was upset a clo- me. That was a close second. I just liked the comic relief of oh, I can't so even kill this cut. <laughs> so absurd. Um, but yeah, just in general, the effects in this movie were actually kind of neat. Um, I feel like the location was a good pick because it does give you kind of this very isolated, cut off from the world feel. They sort of address the phones not working and sort of address them being. Yeah. No, to a this. level, but they don't really with the phone. Yeah, because for some reason her phone Her phone upload. works. It just takes five minutes. Yeah. It's like, can you spend five minutes uh, fucking calling the other police yeah. officers? <laughs> but, like, I appreciate that the location of the film, to an extent, kind of gives you this, it's supposed to be relaxing, but we're also cut off from the world. Like, Yeah, feeling... no, I would, I would camp there in a heartbeat. That was a beautiful location. Yeah. I don't feel like they ever really, I don't know, maybe because we kept introducing the side characters so sporadically ever really established a cut off feeling from the world so it didn't really feel. Yeah, they were like, yeah, we're isolated out here in the middle of nowhere. One bitch hops in a fucking boat and is like, I'm, 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 you know, I'm going to canoe yeah. my way into town. One dude walks five minutes and finds a town. <laughs> yeah, and then the other dude accidentally stumbles on a trailer in the middle of the woods. So every yeah. time they go venturing out, they find someone. So it doesn't really super. Somebody would have heard those gunshots. <laughs> the people in the cabin would have heard the gunshots and they apparently didn't hear them so it doesn't really establish like the isolated effect i would think a movie like this would want per se but it i don't know can you save it Kristen pennington is there a way to save the film i don't think this one to be honest like not until i watch the eli roth like they're yeah, I need to see what Eli did that they didn't do, and then maybe try to save Eli's film. Yeah. So, you know, to me, and I hate to write it off entirely, but I mean, it is a remake. It so maybe, is very write-offable. Maybe the original is better. I think to me, the problem with this movie is there's so little investment in the characters or in the storyline or in anything, honestly, except for the visuals that it comes off because we see. Marcy, for some reason, twice bare-ass naked fucking a dude. And, like, we spend, like, a a fair amount of time, like, in the sexuality of that moment. And then her, like, all gored up sexually at the end when she dies. It feels like a gore porn movie. And, like, the women get these very... That's what Eli was 
I mean, yeah, I mean, hostile, hostile is definitely is, a gore porn. There's three parts to it, and uh, they're all awesome. Yeah, but it's only if you're into the kind of shit that I'm into, which is jerking off to dead people. Well, the male characters <laughs> in this movie are terrible. in this movie get such passive deaths like two of the male characters are shot in the face yeah so they get instantaneous deaths and the only other male character that dies stumbles into the woods and we don't see him die at all but one of them gets karen, lit on fire yeah karen <laughs> gets half decapitated and lit on fire the other girl has her sexual parts mutilated and then gets eaten alive by a dog and so it's like this weird sexualization of trauma specifically towards women so like for me it's like what was the point of this movie and even well, that's why i want to watch it is specifically for those reasons because i feel like eli roth his bath scene is gonna blow your fucking mind you know i've not seen it yet i want to see it but i after watching other eli roth films i don't think he pulls that camera away I think he forces you to watch the individual layers of skin come up through the razor. You know? (laughs) What was the original film? So we have to watch that one now. We're basically sworn to a reboot revisit. (laughs) I want to know what the original message is. In my opinion, I hate, again, I hate to totally write it off a bit of a silly gore porn. Like the. Hobo's death is kind of violent too, but even it's in that one, it's not as intimate as the mm-hmm. two women's death. So, yeah, I, I don't know that there is a redeeming quality in this movie. I would a thousand percent agree with you. And if you disagree with us, no, I'm keeping this part from my original formatting for the two star. What would you give it? <sighs> <laughs> Probably the 12% or whatever it was that the audience gave it. I think visually it had some winning points. I think visually the effects they tried to pull off were relatively successful, and that's about the only saving grace of this movie. I think you've talked me in. I've I've been thinking about what number I would throw since we started this, and I think you've convinced me into a higher number than both of them. I think I'll give it a 2.3. Why? Feels like a good number. It feels like the number for this film. Uh, it does establish itself well visually, so we can't take anything away. Was some, it Eric Z or somebody Zimbowski or some shit? Oh, some Mr. Weiner. Ish side characters. Like yeah. if those had been fleshed out, we could have had some cool characters. Well, I forgot about how you know they kind of fleshed out the gun fanatic, um, the pig. Lady, I can. She was just a fun side character. She was barely in the yeah. movie. She was just fun. Like they keep you in the film, you know. So I'd give it a little under twenty-five. At twenty-three is where I'm, I think I'm going to sit on this one. I can live with it. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, this didn't end up being more negative, I guess, than I really hoped. But I, I, I like this new format. I, I mean, my I, my hope is we still definitely want to keep the positive. No, I like the new format. I think what we need is something similar to what we've done today. And maybe, you know, make a point, even if it's just we just list the goods. It's like we just have a combined total of five things that you and I agree with are. Yeah. 
the goods and then we deliver those and then we dive into the discussion um, to pull back the curtain for the audience and such but I like this new format I think my it feels hope, a lot more organic. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I think that's my hope, with which we definitely, for the Two Star Tuesday format, want to have some form of, ideally, so, I mean, it's not going to be true of every movie, but ideally have some form of positive takeaway, because the point is, what can we learn? What would we change? Yeah. Like, how would we improve it? Because if like, they could do it, we can yeah, do it. Yeah, and like, how as individual artists can we kind of collect what other people have done wrong and kind of learn how to build up on those mistakes and build up on our own mistakes and stuff so that going forward we're all ideally better at it but um i do like the idea of kind of analyzing them as works of art versus like this is where they got it right and this is where they sucked so i I think that was kind of my hope for this format i know it kind of ended up being a little bit of a basher episode but like, my hope is to analyze it as a work of art instead well, of, I liked this thing and I hated that thing. Well, that's why I want to try this a few more times. We'll do it exactly the way that we've done it. Now we ain't got much of a choice because my work schedule got flipped <laughs> up and I'm fucked by the man. Big rubber dick. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I, I would like to try this a few more times because we're going to come across one where we would normally have 20 goods and, you know, 10 bads. And I want to see how that conversation would work as well. So, Mm -hmm. no, Kristen, this is fucking beautiful. This is, I think, the way that we go about it. We keep these same types of cues. We see how it runs on a thing that we both enjoy. And we'll make a judgment call from there. And if you guys want to weigh in on the judgment call, you can hit us on Twitter at... At NightmareBoxPro. Or send us an email nightmareboxproductions at gmail or if you just kind of want to be a cunt you can fly on over there to the facebook and rant and rave about how i made all those inappropriate jokes at <laughs> facebook.com slash nightmareboxproductions uh but the best probably thing, accurate <laughs> yeah but the best thing you can do is go to our website the nightmarebox.blog and watch Kristen's film is the doll still up in the top right hand corner it is um you can also find the dolls on youtube at nightmare oh sorry youtube.com slash nightmarebox productions <laughs> um or you can go to amazon barnes and noble all that other shit and read the original dolls which is in my book which is called the madman diaries a collection by brett bloom um it's in there someplace but there's also instagram at nightmarebox productions and we'll take pictures of all the mean things you said to us but um, I've been promised meatloaf, which means I don't have to cook. Yeah. So I'm going to go get you do have hammered to mush and like, the soggy bread, though. I'm going to smoke a cigarette. I'm going to mush some soggy bread. <laughs> and then I'm just going to interval between drinking beer and smoking cigarettes until <laughs> I fall asleep. Uh, can we watch Mindhunter? Sure. Because we're on Mindhunter much season two. Because we ran out of Waco. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this, too. Like ending it on a more conversational note. It's good. It is good. good. I love you, sweetheart. I love you. And I love you guys. And we'll talk to you on my birthday. Yeah, bitches. (laughs) Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. How fucking awesome am I on my birthday? Happy birthday to me. <laughs>